Hell yeah. Kendra Landsberg joins us on the Lowly Man's podcast. Thank you. Kendra, what is up? I'm so glad you're here. This is live now. Yeah. That's why Ben just started eating because now we're live. Yeah. Very professional. You know us. We're very professional. Only top of the line production quality for us here. Yeah. For your 14 subscribers on YouTube. (laughs) We're up to that much, huh? (laughs) That's not even a joke. We literally have 14 subscribers. (laughs) Yeah. Did you research us before you came on the podcast or what? I did. Because I was trying to, okay, because my boyfriend asked how long I thought I'd be on the podcast. And I said, well, I can't see them paying for Zoom. So I'm guessing 40 minutes. And I was wrong. You guys pay for Zoom? Yeah, Ben, uh, you owe me $7 this month. I forgot to. to, to <laughs> oh, <laughs> ben. Okay. Let me know. I will, I'll send I will you the Venmo you. request. Yeah, request me on Venmo. I got you. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to pull it, but I'll get it. I'll find a way for that. This stuff. is the only way we talk to our friends now. So I was like, it's worth the premium. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I looked at, I looked up your YouTube page and the episodes are like an hour and 40. So I, I realized you guys pay for Zoom and you have 14 subscribers. Yeah. We do it all for them. Yeah. <laughs> I think four of those are me with different accounts. <laughs> Two of them might literally be me. <laughs> I'll subscribe. Yeah, I think Thank I think you. I'll actually subscribe as well. For being honest, I think I'm gonna jump on that. To 16 already. There we go. <laughs> Nail, bro. We're killing the game. Uh, Kendra, do you want to promote your TikTok account before we begin? Well, I okay. I I love TikTok. I think it's the best social media app out there right now. I'm Wait not- a second. Can you can you go into detail about this? Because what's the difference between TikTok and Vine? I never did Vine. I never had Vine, so I don't know. Vine was only six seconds. Oh, then no. This is, I think, I think it's 60 seconds at 40 or 60 seconds. I forget. I've, I've only posted one TikTok video. I'm not a poster. I'm a viewer. Like people do home makeovers on TikTok. You can watch a home makeover on YouTube, but you'll have to spend like 20 minutes. But on TikTok, you see a home makeover in 60 seconds. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It, you just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And does it just, doesn't it just play the next video so you could just keep watching for like ever without even knowing? I think I have to swipe up because I think it will just replay the video if I don't swipe up. I've only watched it on like the website on my phone. Like I refuse to download the app, but yeah, it yeah. just kept like the algorithm would just jump you to new videos every time. Yeah. And you click on the hashtag. Like I think last night I spent probably an hour and a half on uh, TikTok, and I found a lot of funny videos. I sent them out to people. There's a lot of funny people on TikTok. I mean, that's, are they all like kids? I feel like it's a lot of kids on TikTok. No, there's a lot of older people. There's a lot of families. Like, I think it's like either really young kids or really old people. There's yeah. not a lot of in between. Well, today I found a 19 year old interracial couple who have twin babies. <laughs> is like, one is one black and one white? Yeah. That's and Paul Henry's not- joke. What's that? Our friend Paul Henry has a joke about how he's biracial. And he wants to hook up with another with another biracial girl because there's a phenomenon where they both have twins, and he wants to know if the white twin can say the n word. <laughs> no, this, that's not what this couple is. 
<laughs> those, those babies were super white though, so they probably can't say the N word. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were, they were both white babies. They yeah, they're very fair skin. There's a certain uh, Boston comic that I think we all know that is a very fair skin um, African American, and I always wondered, and I've always, you know, who I'm talking about, right? There's a couple. But there's the one that can't say the N-word, and that's the one I want to talk about here. Use a gender, use a pronoun. (laughs) It's a he. A he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Does he have, like, reddish hair? It's kind of, it's kind of, you know what I'm saying. He kind of looks like a linguine from Ratatouille. I don't know. This is like racist. Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> Are we I not per- allowed to say names? Can I get sued for saying names? Why? I don't know why Ben's being secretive. We could just say Ryan. He could just say Ryan Ellington if he wants yeah. to. I thought we all knew. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like Austin or Izzy or. <laughs> oh yeah, there are a few. Yeah, but Racial, like racially ambiguous them, people. This is the difference. I feel like the difference between them is that they can say nigga and one does and Ryan does it. That's that's what separates it. That's my judge's character of blackness. Is if you feel comfortable in yourself in your blackness to say the word. I can't believe I'm on a podcast where you've used the N word. I'm uncomfortable. On this podcast, Ben said he was retiring that word from his vocabulary. <laughs> Well, this is in context, not just throwing it out there. Context doesn't matter. Intention <laughs> doesn't matter. None of that means anything. Good. I, I can't, I don't know. You're like the first person that's positively spun TikTok. Everyone else has been like, I can't get on TikTok. I love it. Last night I was watching this like sweet African family. Oh my God, you got to get your family on there. <laughs> my family on a TikTok? You're wild in. Yeah, that's what people like. My family, oh my, my family would be like, it would be a minute of my mom being, Benjamin, what are you doing with this? It would be like a minute of that. That's the best TikTok when the kids film their parents and their parents are like, cut the shit, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta prank your parents. Like the kids are <clears throat> immigrant parents. It's like the best things. Like I've seen like, some where like the grandmother tries to smack the phone and stuff. Yeah. Pranking parents, especially your immigrant parent, is like one of the most trendiest things on TikTok. Oh my god. So how did so here's the thing. You don't post a lot on TikTok, right? Do you ever see yourself no, like becoming a poster? Do you see I've yourself starting to post more? Three dogs. There are like three American bulldogs. And there's this um challenge. It's uh you play this girl's recording and she's like, turn your volume up and watch your dogs react to this noise. And it's like a squeaky noise like you're squeaking a toy and pretty much all dogs will stop and look and i did it with three american bulldogs that are my boyfriend's friends that's it that's all that's my one tiktok video way past challenge too like months past (laughs) are you one of those people that does all the challenges no i've only posted one video Mm. i've never done a challenge i think that's my only internet challenge oh Oh, and like a headshot challenge i've done on instagram because my headshot or like my three-year-old picture is like it's pretty sexy i wanted to do the 2009 to 2019 challenge but like my myspace has been deleted for years so i couldn't yeah. access any pictures also i was like pretty hot in 2009 so i didn't want to <laughs> 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 i didn't want to sadden myself 
<laughs> I've always looked five years younger. So if I was like 21, 22, I looked like I was like 16 or 17. Yeah. I look pretty much the same without a beard, I think. It's very similar. I haven't. That's, that's even in 2009? No, that's <laughs> three. That's three. <laughs> Dang, look at that mullet. Yeah, <laughs> my mom's awful. That was in 1990. Oh, man, you are the hottest three-year-old boy around. <laughs> I know. there. You were killing preschool. God. I yeah. Have you seen? You know what the challenge I would do though, is uh, you know the one where they spin the bottle and then they throw eggs at people. Have you seen that one? The people doing the only TikToks I've seen is like there'll be like people and they'll like spin like a bottle or something, and whoever lands on it goes and picks up an egg or like a tennis ball while everyone else runs, and then you get to throw it at them. And I think with eggs, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I've never. If the bottle lands on you, you get to throw the stuff. Yeah, you get to throw it. Mm. But yeah, so it's cool when you're throwing it, but when somebody pegs you with an egg, that sucks. But I think it'd be great because I got a cannon for an arm, and I'm fast. I'm out here. I'm I'm ready for this game. I, yeah. I want the challenge to go big. I want it to, to spread the comics. So can you push that along TikTok if you come across it? Yeah, I think I really think you could be big on uh, TikTok. One of Ben's best sets was when he called his mom and wasn't allowed to tell her that he was on stage. And he just, he had to run his bits on her, like in a conversation. Why'd you answer your phone? My mom? She called well, you? I, I called no. her. He that called her and he had to do his jokes to his mom, but he wasn't allowed to say that he was on stage. Oh, gotcha. Is your mom funnier than you? Yeah, my mom's hilarious. She would bury me every time. I get destroyed by my mom. She, she got just, the most laughs during that set. My mom roasts me all day, every day. Like, that was my childhood. I think no one's roasted me harder than my mom. I, I can't take that chance. My mom goes viral on TikTok. <laughs> That'll be my nightmare. Yeah. Well, last night I started following a mother, son, a mother and son. Like, the son's in his 20s and the mother, you know, is older. And uh, she's Korean. She's from Korea. And, you know, he's Korean-American. They're hilarious. <laughs> Funniest comedy duo I've seen in Asia. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm going to call my mom. If I told my mom about TikTok, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my mom because I call my mom and I practice speaking French with her. Um, so I'm going to call her and tell we're going to talk about TikTok. And I'm going to record this conversation just so you guys can hear how ridiculous my mom will think this sounds. Are you calling her right now? Call her no, right call now. Her. You, call her, you call her right now? Nah, because then if she doesn't pick up, I'll be, I'll be crushed. And I would have to have Ben put uh, French subtitles on the bottom or English subtitles yeah. in French. Well, because I, I can speak in French. Do you know bit. French? We oui, remember? We. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know how fluent you are right now, though. Like, how fluent are you right now, though? Are you, like, what? still in it? Like, can you still speak it fluently right now? Well, since the quarantine, I've been learning Spanish. Mm. See, sí. so, sí. mucho sí. See. Oh, really? <laughs> claro, claro, okay, see. Sí. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my Duolingo app is always ready to go. No, I took like French from seventh to twelfth grade, and then my nieces and nephews speak French. My sister—they are French. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, my Duolingo app's been going pretty hard. I'm on like a 58 day streak right now, you know, keeping oh, it going. Dang. I, yeah. I, yeah, I keep breaking my streaks. Yeah, but how, how long do you use it every day? 
it depends. Sometimes I'll just do like two lessons or like two rounds. Other times I'll use it for half an hour. See, I've been reading because I found like other things that I need to do. Mm. Like reading all these books to check my, my white privilege. <laughs> like I've been reading me and white supremacy and you have to do like journal entries there. So then I like forget to do Duolingo. Did you, uh, did you read White Fragility? No, I, I did just get it. Like the library messaged me saying the ebook was now available because I had it on hold, but I knew I wouldn't get around to it because I'm reading a couple things right now. I just, I just heard a whole podcast about White Fragility this morning, and then there was an interview with a woman that went through a year-long White Fragility like course with the author of the book, and it sounds absolutely like terrifying. <laughs> Or are you why, Jesse? Are you fragile? No, uh, well, that's it. If you defend it, if you defend your white fragility, you're you're racist. Like there's there's no like getting around it. Like the way she spins the whole thing is like no matter what you say as a white person, it's like white people are racist. They're born racist, and there's like no defense like defending that. And if you try to defend it or get upset about it, uh, it's because yeah, you, because you have white fragility. Because you're racist. <laughs> wow. I'm going to read this. I said, <laughs> yep, no, that's a fragile one. <laughs> just going yeah, if you want to learn how to just break white people down and like, like white women aren't allowed to cry like during the seminars because like uh, white women. Oh, what's up going? I'm sorry. Because uh, white female tears are like historically, uh, they've like put black people in jail or have gotten them killed. So if a black people sees a white woman crying, like it makes them like, like feel bad and like anxious yo is that the woman that like uh the girl's crying in there and the woman's like like kicks her out of the room and says like whatever like it was a it was like a video that went viral i don't know i don't know the um, woman who wrote, wrote white fragility is white right robin yeah, d'angelo like yeah is she like an older white lady with like white hair she's like a 63 year old white woman yeah, yeah i think i've seen the videos of her teaching the class and then there's like this white girl like breaks down crying and, and then she's not having any of it. If it's who I'm thinking about, she was not even playing any of that. Like straight up in person. I was like, it was intense to watch. Like I was like, holy shit, people are feeling some type of way. Yeah, the podcast I listened to is called Blocked and Reported. It was just an episode they put out today about white fragility. And like they break down the book and then they have an interview with a, with a woman that went through the course. And uh, yeah, it's nuts. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I'm like, man. <laughs> Man, this 2020 is a crazy year. What's like, the book you're reading, Kendra? Uh, me and White Supremacy. Mean? Uh, me, like M-E oh. and White Supremacy. So, like, you read a little bit in the beginning of the book, and then there's, um, like, daily journal mm -hmm. challenges, entries, and you have to reflect on certain things. Like, every day you learn about a topic, like tone policing, um <clears throat> white what, what word am i looking for um oh god what word am i looking for we're like not white supremacy but uh i'll think of it I, the one of the most recent ones i did but um you have to like reflect on your own experiences with yeah. that with that thing um does it teach you how to be not racist no well i, I want to another book i have on hold but it's like really far out is how to be an anti-racist yeah um, yeah 
Oh, there is day two was about white fragility. Please <laughs> saying was day three. Um, oh, talking about like our silence, like have I been si- my white silence? Um, yeah, that was something definitely especially. I, I don't know when you're like interacting with people of color and like that's all you're thinking about is like how. I don't know. It just like feels racist. You're just like thinking about race the whole time that you're like interacting with. <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I'm not real racist right now. I, I don't want to upset Ben. I don't want him to think I'm racist and now I'm changing my behavior. It's like, that's like very racist. I can't just have like a normal interaction with Ben. Oh man, it's too late now. Normal interactions are done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you asked me if I was learning French or Spanish still. Why I'm not on a 15 day streak, and I'm telling you because I'm reading. I've been trying to read, like just read in general. Mm. I've I found if I read on my phone, I actually can read. Like because like now I have the li- yeah. So there's because the awesome public libraries are closed. You like I've been getting eBooks through two apps from them, like Libby and Hoopla, and I can read on my phone. I know why, because the text is a lot bigger and there's less text. So like if I'm reading a regular book on a page, I get lost and I get distracted and I'm like all over the place. I've been like that since I was a kid. Like I can't like get through a page without being distracted. But this is nice because only a little bit of text and I can make it as large as I want. So great that's interesting i'm the exact opposite i can't read i just that's fascinating i can't read from my phone like it has to be in a book if it's on my phone there's no way i'm going to even stare at it long enough to finish reading anything that's so weird well i noticed because i have the book app open i'm not scrolling on my phone like if i were to have a book open i'd like look at my phone pick up my phone get distracted but because the book is taking up my phone i'm not playing Mm. on my phone that's but i'm already on my phone so the moment it buzzes like that's a wrap (laughs) <laughs> what's this like it's, it's already over like i can't i, I don't can't have many friends as you so no nah, it's usually just jesse tagging me in the podcast but... <laughs> <laughs> for those 14 subscribers yeah yes. you know. what's your what was your most listened to podcast episode uh the most the youtube gets more hits than the spotify and uh the most played on youtube is al christakis there's like a hundred views on that which uh, I don't know why. (laughs) Like Al's funny, but like the title is uh, Boneless Gumbo Pussy. Maybe that's what it was. That's probably why. (laughs) We need better better titles for everything. We just need wild titles. We'll put pussy in the title of this one. We'll find an excuse to do it. (laughs) The Vagina Monologues. (laughs) Don't use my name. I'll talk to you about that later. We have to change my name somehow. One of the reasons is not only because I'm like potentially on the job market again, but um, um, my niece and nephew, man, they're eight and nine. They won't stop looking me up on the internet because they found out <laughs> I did comedy. And I saw them like a week and a half ago. And the first thing my nine-year-old niece said to me, she was like, Kendra, we found one of your comedy things on YouTube. And she said it was really weird. <laughs> I was like... Oh my God. I was like, I told you not to look me up. And she goes, yeah, it was really weird. She's like, also it had seven thumbs up and one thumbs down. <laughs> I was like, what could it have thumbs down be? Like, I can look here I got. I think because I haven't done comedy in so long. Yeah. Like, oh, and then my dad was like, yeah, I got a thumbs down. And then um, my 
niece, you know, because they watch all these big YouTube stars. She's like, also, it only had 345 views. <laughs> That's like, a lot. <laughs> and then I like went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, what video? I can't believe I have seven thumbs up and one thumbs down. That's a bad ratio. And then uh, I looked it up. Turns out it wasn't one of my comedy sets. It was um like a video I was in, like a, a sketch video. It was a Rob Pooley video. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't care. Then. <laughs> it wasn't my art that was disliked by one out of eight people. Do you have stand-up sets on YouTube? No. Well, like cable access. There's like a cable access set. And I asked them not to use my full name, but it doesn't matter because like I'm doing Kendra probably in the country does comedy. So if you type in Kendra comedy, I come up. That should be like your website or your Instagram, Kendra comedy. <laughs> Kendra comedy. No, I'm Kendra Lamesburg. <laughs> Lamesburg. That's you a good one. People think my actual last name is Lamesburg. That's a great Instagram. Yeah. You should, yeah. Just, you should go with it. Lamesburg rolls. I call you Lamesburg yeah. every time now. Yeah. Lamesburg for sure. Yeah, there's comics who've like, have referred to me as Lamesburg but that I don't know very well I'm like oh no I think they think that's my last name because of Instagram have you been introduced as Lamesburg no I don't think so or if I did it's it was probably like a joke by that person is Zach Rizzo and Jack Burke came up with that mm. we can oh, title you uh Lindra Kansberg <laughs> <laughs> that might work did you say Clansburg? <laughs> yeah, that joke's not gonna happen anymore. <laughs> I don't even know my jokes. Um, but it's still my platform. Uh, I said to Laura, I told Jesse before this. I went for a walk with Laura Severs before this, and I said, depending on the podcast goes, I'm gonna tell them to take out my name but you guys said the n-word like right up top so yeah <laughs> you guys one guy said the n-word i think it was both of you <laughs> i did tell ben since he's like retired the word now if he does say it i get to say it but i'm still I'm not. <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna have to you know i'm gonna make an n-word i'm gonna make an n-word jar and every time i say it i'm gonna put my own money into it for myself and for yourself? Yeah. You like know. donate it to the NA and double A. I'll donate it to something. I should donate to some causes. To a bail fund or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say that now that being woke is on, on vogue, like everyone's trying to like show how woke they are. Before all this happened, before it was cool to be woke, you put on a black show at the comedy studio, Kendra, and I'll never forget that. Oh. Uh, so yeah. So during Black History Month, Kendra put on an all-black show at the comedy studio. First of all, if you know the comedy studio and the comedy studio's, like, demographics and area, an all-black show there is already a bold strategy. In but Somerville, not, Massachusetts. In Somerville, Massachusetts, right? That's the city it's in. Somerville, Massachusetts. On a Wednesday. Yeah, on a Wednesday. <laughs> that's but that's the only what my residency of- power, you know, allowed me to do, a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's because the comedy studio is like a black show. Wednesday's the only night of the week we'll ever have that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we put that show on, and I think in the end it ended up costing you money, if I remember, out of pocket correctly, which was the craziest thing that you paid your own money to put on a black show for Black History Month that you were not even on, 
and got zero credit for, which is probably like the most woke thing to do. And that was before being woke was cool. That's yeah, a- I don't. Want <laughs> it's like credit. four months ago. Yeah, but it just got cool like once the protest started. No? It was like three, four weeks before uh, COVID shut yeah. us down because it was the end of February. But yeah, no, I had the residency. I asked if I could produce a couple shows. And why wouldn't there be a show to... Who was on that show? It was... Uh, my favorite, my favorite black people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Chris was on the show. Uh, Jay Whitaker was on there. I think Austin was Austin bailed, right? He wasn't on. He bailed, yeah, cause he got a paid gig. Yeah, well, yeah. we had a because it was a Wednesday, and Wednesday at the studios can be awful. But we had like a decent crowd. There's like 24 people, I think. Yeah, it turned out fairly decent. Um, yeah, well, Lady Bain was on it. Reese Cotton was on there. Yeah. Um, Ryan Ellington was on yeah. there, wasn't he? Yeah, Ryan Ellington placed. Yeah, replaced Austin. Another half white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you had to get your light skin quota in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zenobia was on the show, wasn't she? She was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Cordova. that's all the comics. Did you say Cordova? Chris. Oh, Cord- Tab. Yeah, I said Tab was there. I forgot Cordova. I think Cordova was the other comic I forgot. Who's very okay. funny, by the way. And it was funny because, like, everyone in the green room had, like, never been in that green room because they don't perform at the comedy studio. <laughs> yeah. I just remember looking at Chris Tab. And I was like, what is, how does this, what is happening here? Like, it just if you put it together, it's very, like, what are the odds that there's another black show not put on at the comedy studio? We'll find out. But We'll find out if there is ever, if there's ever a, com- a comedy studio. How does, a, how does a place like the comedy studio hold up in a time like this? Will they make it past this? I don't know. Maybe the Bow Market's waving rent. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Everything's mm. closing. I forgot. I have a show. I wonder if that still exists. Which oh, the one at uh, the Beacon Hill. Yeah. yeah that because that that's not opening up anymore. Yeah, I'm thinking about all these bar shows, I'm like, it's gonna be a while before we can like squeeze into a tiny space like that. But are all a lot of these bars and like restaurants gonna be open when this is over too? That's- <sighs> Especially dive bars, right? Because the, they're exactly like the ex- exact opposite of social distancing bars and spacing. Like dive bars, all ca- small, cramped in small ceilings. Like yeah, everything that everything that you're not supposed to do. Somehow Beacon Hill Pub became like extremely popular. I still don't know how or why, but like, and some of those shows, there'd be like sixty something people on that side of the bar. Yeah, the two I did were packed. Yeah, yeah every, so every time I've done it, it's been packed. It's you two. I, I announced that we're going to have Well, because I always book you guys before a holiday. Yeah, that was very nice. Those Sundays <laughs> we, before Monday holidays. We appreciated yeah. those because some of those nights got really good. I think even me and Jimmy did one that I don't think was on a holiday night, but it still had a pretty good turnout. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea why it got so popular. Mm-hmm. But... um. Like, I literally had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, were you, was someone else doing the show before? Or did you just reach out to him or how did you, know, you get the Zach show? Zach did it for, it started, I think, last June and Zach did it until he moved. Uh-huh. And then was you it, just took did it Did you over? promote it? No, we never had to promote because um, the McGreevy's Corporation does. Ah, they, okay. So I'm thinking Beacon Hill will be fine because they are owned by the McGreevy's Corporation and they own many restaurants and they probably have a lot of money behind them, but... I don't know. 
so what else do they own the McGreevy? I know they own so they own McGreevy's and Be- Beacon Hill. Do they own anywhere else that they do comedy at, or like any other? Now they do comedy, but they do own other places. I couldn't tell you where. I forget. Um, mm-hmm. They have, own like other places. Have you but, done McGreevy's, Jesse? No, um, I've barely done anything in Boston. Oh. You've never done anything in Boston? I'm like barely. Like no one. That's why I didn't make the hot comics list. No one knows me out there. <laughs> you hot comics list? Yeah, Ben. Uh, Ben's the total package or something. I'm very salty about it. Where is this list? It's uh, what's Sean uh, Carter's website? Unseen comedy. When did it come out? Um. Well, months ago know. had to be march or april maybe yeah was it during quarantine it was it was a little bit after quarantine started i think yeah the the wet cat crew put a put a list together and submitted it to sean carter and he posted it they didn't ask for my no people are not <laughs> for your input are you looking it up right now i kind of want to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go through it. Bad. Go through it and give us your honest opinions about each person. Yeah, so. Jesse has very strong opinions about somebody being removed to make room for him on the list. <laughs> Boston, anyone like? Yeah. Okay, so this is it. 2019. Um. No, that wouldn't make sense. Oh wait, it says. Oh wait, wait. It did say it was updated. Yeah, whatever the most recent one is. We're all fixed. Oh my god, it has Chris Ken back, so this is definitely <laughs> not to be taken seriously. Like Chris is, he's got that Jason Statham look. I like I like Ken back. He's a sexy dude. The, the look on Kendra's wow. face as she's reading this. this <laughs> so Chris Ken back. Uh, um no, I'm kidding. Chris <laughs> I watched um, Gone Baby Gone the other night with Casey Affleck, and I was like, there's Chris Kimback, Sean Connolly. Connolly? I forgot who's even on this list. Yeah, I didn't know. What was Connolly's title? You disabled my screen sharing capabilities. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how do I? I don't even know. Type how to this. Do that. Iron Fist in here. Allow. Um... Make Tony. post, allow, record. It's, it might be because you're recording. It's okay. Hmm. It's um, a, I forgive you. It's probably because I'm not a host or something. Try it. Try it now. Oh, yeah, I can now. Okay. <laughs> Here we, this will be good for the YouTube. Okay. <laughs> so from this top, I guess there wasn't a list last year. And the reasoning is there simply weren't enough hot. <coughs> okay, so the bad boy, Chris Kinback. Ooh, yeah. Pink shirt, I'm a fan. When I met Chris Kinback, he was not a bad boy. He was like in a re- long relationship. He lived with his girlfriend. I swear he wore button down shirts. All right. <laughs> was he doing the same type of jokes? Yeah, he's always been <laughs> awful. Um, <laughs> Hot dog, Sean Connolly. I don't even know what that means. But it's perfect. (laughs) This he's not eating hot dogs there. He's eating kielbasa. (laughs) Um, the silver fox, Tony V. Tony V is a good-looking guy. 
Oh my god, the total package. Yeah, they this one <laughs> How did this yeah. happen? Can't even see your package in the picture. <laughs> I look like a shadow. I don't know why they chose my picture black and white, but whatever. Well, I know. <laughs> and you're wearing like a dark sweatshirt. Too. Yeah, I don't know if they were trying to just make it look like I wasn't there. It's <laughs> you're Is not even unboxed. You're not the total package. Is that from Beacon Hill? Where is this picture from? That's a great uh, question. I have no idea. I can't see that. Anything. That is. Um, it, it looks like a, what's it called? Um, um, the Beatniks. Beatniks, yeah, in Worcester. That's where it looks like. Yeah, because I have a one of my Tinder pictures is on that same stage with the dartboards in the back. <laughs> Which would have been a great picture for this website, honestly. Gets a lot of hits on Tinder. The newcomer, J, J. Martin. Okay. You know who that is? J. Martin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a real cute dog. I've seen it on Instagram. Sonny Dennis, this is not a good picture of him. but I, I feel like that is a good picture. He's got the short I, hair. I don't feel like it's a good picture. I feel like he looks kind of weird in that picture. But. <laughs> yeah. but Sonny's an attractive dude, like in real life. I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. you, know you know there's liquor in that coffee mug also. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like the Lil Wayne, it's my cup. Alan Moreau. See, this is a this is his headshot i probably shouldn't say it's a bad picture but i think there's <laughs> this picture doesn't do him justice but mm. okay yeah. are the big pink guy. tones of his face blending in with that background maybe that's what yeah, it is. i don't know big ellen moreau fan so i support this picture i support this pic here yeah the dilf jimmy cash okay <laughs> he's a friend of the show yeah. <laughs> friend of the show jimmy cash <laughs> Friend of the show, friend of the people. Um, top, top guest, most frequent guest besides Ben before he became a host. Yeah. Who was the host before? It was Paul Cyphers and me, and then we had Ben on twice, and we were like, we should just make him a host. Where's Paul now? <laughs> Good question. Uh, he quit to, quote, uh, put his time and energy into something else, something better. I don't know. What's the something better? Uh, Adderall and uh, first-person shooter video games. Okay. This what the heck is this list? This, this is, is uh, these are a bunch of has-beens. This is an old list. Tom McDonald. <laughs> a bunch of has-beens. <laughs> yeah, these people. Most of these people half the half this list doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> You're just referring to Zach Russell. I think he's the only one who's moved. Higginbottom, and Hig- too. Well, Higg- oh, Higginbottom, I guess, just moved. But I think they just made this list. Where'd Higginbottom go? It says, this is over a year late, but I finally found time to post it. This list was voted on by an anonymous panel. You mm. know what? No. They need, if this list is going to be taken seriously, they need people who know more comics in the scene. Yeah. Where did I stop sharing? Oh, okay. <laughs> think of a hot girl list. <laughs> ben and I were going through it uh, when JB Lee was doing her topless comedy show. We're like, who would we like to see on that? On that well, I asked, I was thinking I should get more time since I have a third nipple, you know, if I'm exposing more. <laughs> <laughs> Did you jump on the show? No. Mm. Were you asked? I, I never. Did you guys part- watch the show? No, I should have just to donate to BLM. But, uh, to support the cause, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have been on the show. I could have been on the show? 
Yeah, yeah. she had two black men. She had black oh. voices in between the white titties. Yeah. That sounds very, I thought that's familiar. I've been in. I've <laughs> 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 done this before. She's looking for women or black men. Oh, man. I guess I didn't read the post. I just heard the outrage. And I was like, oh. I didn't, no one ever said like, hey, Ben, you can be on the show. Because I would have been like, hey, I would have showed my titties for the cause. I would have done it. Yeah. I would have paid for your titties. <laughs> Ooh, I, I might have even done a titty dance if they would have, yeah, do the little, do the little Cherry Cruz chest pop. Oh, yeah. Can you actually do that? Can you? Oh, I can. It's yeah, do it. Cool. Do it for the podcast. It's yeah. just not as cool because I'm not as big as Terry Crews. Do it for the 14. You get 18 subscribers if you do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. There it is. That's okay, a- my turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce that third nipple up and down. <laughs> my brother has a third nipple, so you guys are pretty much the same person. Really? Is yeah. he married? He is married. Okay. Yeah, I thought you guys were gonna. You guys could have six nipple children, but I don't know if that's. Is it hereditary? Can you have third nipple children? My mom has four nipples, so I'm guessing it's a little wow. hereditary. She has four nipples. Yeah, her one's like pretty small. It's weird because like under my right boob, that's there's no third nipple there. I feel this like little dot, and I'm like, I feel like that fourth nipple wanted to come in. Maybe <laughs> it will. Like if I ever have kids, and you know, I don't know. But um, my mom's, one of her extra nipples is, like, pretty big. It's probably, like, two, three times the size of mine. Does it lactate, too? Can she? Get I was about to ask the same question. <laughs> I don't know. I've read about this. I think, like, it depends, like, the amount of tissue that's there. Or is it because you have so many siblings that her body just start producing, like, more nipples? <laughs> they just wore the other one out? She needed the third nipple for the other children? Maybe. Do either of your parents have third nipples? If your mom had a third nipple, then this would prove that it is a side effect. If my mom had a third nipple, I would never know. She would never, she would never disclose if she had a third nipple. That's not Mm. something my mom would ever do. It would die to the grave with her. Oh, see, my mom like walked around naked or like from the shower, she'd be naked and stuff. Or she'd like lay on the bed and like scratch her boot (laughs) (laughs) under her like shirt. And you were learning to count at the time. You're like yeah. one nipple, two nipple. One, two. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this is bigger than that. Yeah. What is a? Because there's what? How many of you guys? Seven or eight of you guys? Six of you guys? There's six of you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah I hate good. going on after you when you've talked about having so many kids. I'm like, oh god damn it! I have one less. <laughs> it's not. I can't talk but... about my big family. It's like trying to follow your mom's four nipples with your three. Yeah. You just never live up. <laughs> Just always second place. You, we should call your mom right now and see if she has three nipples. <laughs> oh my gosh! If get I call her on Zoom, mom, we should get your mom on the podcast. My mom doesn't even know how to use a computer. She doesn't have a Facebook. She barely, she knows how to check her email and then like watch African videos on YouTube. That's about the extent of her skills on the computer. Is she on African TikTok? There, there is no African TikTok. That's not one. Right? It's just TikTok in Africa, I believe. For some people. You got access to internet. Oh, update, by the way. I thought my brother was no longer stuck in Africa. He's still in Africa. He just got out of the small city. Now he can't get out of Africa in general. He can't get on a plane yet? No, he cannot get on a plane yet. Uh, Yeah, my brother's been in Congo 
since March. He went in March and then everything locked down. He was only supposed to be out there for like three weeks. And then they, uh, he was stuck in the small village where our family's from. But then the village was so small, they couldn't get a plane back to the main city. So he had to come down on a boat. They went down the Congo River on a boat for a couple of weeks. And then he made it to the main. Yeah, because it's the Congo River. It's, it's, it's not like, this is Africa, TIA. Like, the, yeah. the reason why there's no slaves where I'm from is because they tried to go there and they're like, we can't get here. Like, fuck this. Yeah. We're not going here. We just, we're not going to hack our way through this place. So that's like, it's really hard to get into. Um, so yeah, he took a boat uh, down the Congo River and got to the main capital city of Kinshasa, which is where the rub- rumble in the jungle took place. Uh, my mom was actually at that fight. Ali, Bomaye, Ali, Bomaye. Wow. My mom was at that fight, and my great uncle, check this out. I just found this out when I went to go visit him. He, uh, he was at a bar, and Muhammad Ali and his people came through, and they only had, like, American money and were speaking English. And uh, some of the bartenders were trying to kind of be rude to him because they're like, this is Africa. We don't want to kind of serve these people. And then my great uncle was like, and they wouldn't take the cash because it was American dollars. Like, we only take African money. And my great uncle was like, I got it. And then he bought Muhammad Ali and his people all the beer and alcohol or whatever they were trying to buy. And they were super grateful. And he like hung out with the whole squad and stuff before the fight. And he was at the fight chanting Ali Bomaye. Wow. Yeah. Wait, where, you said you visited your great uncle. Where does he live? He lives in California, Northern California. He lives in like a Santa Rosa, it's called. Petaluma, right by Sonoma State University. He's a so he left the Congo too? Yeah, he left the Congo and moved to California. Then he lived in Michigan. He's like a college professor and stuff. He's done all sorts of stuff. He's all swagging out. He's all like old and like wears like the cool hats and like the scarves and jackets. He's always like, and then he's always hanging out with a bunch of like, because uh, he's a college professor. So all the like the younger professors, all these women he's hanging out with, which I don't know. He's just, he's killing the game. He's just, he's, he's swagging. He's dope. He's cool as could be. He's a single dude. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a kid. And I think he was married for a while, and then I don't think he's married anymore. So he's just single, and he just hangs out with his friends. And they always uh, go out and get like, go out and get. Uh, he's a, he's a big fan of dessert, but he's bougie, so he only eats like the highest quality desserts. So we're out there, and he's like, "What? It's tiramisu with some cream, and it comes in like it's all sorts of crazy, man." He's he's living though. He's he's dope. He sounds like my type of guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it every time. How yeah. old is he? Um, I want to say he's in his mid seventies, somewhere in his seventies, mid late. He still teaches. Yeah, he's. This is his last year. Uh, is he just uh? So his job does this thing where, like, if you you're tenured and you retire as a college professor at some at his university. Then if you if you sign on to teach halftime, you still get full pay. So he's like, why wouldn't I do that? So he did that for like five or ten years, where he mm-hmm. just worked halftime but still for full pay. And so this is his last year that he's doing it for. And then after that, he's just kind of chilling. But, but it's anyway, it's a shitty year to go out on. I know. Yeah, man, twenty twenty was not the year for anyone to go out on. No. And, so but my brother, he's still stuck in the main city, and he's trying to get flights. You have to usually go through Europe or Belgium. Still stuck there. So he's just – he's still in Africa. He's not – it's been like three months now, and he can't come out of Africa. So he's when did he there. get off that boat? Um, it's been about a week now. I think last week he got off the boat. Yeah. Who took him on the boat? Um, we have some family and some, like, family friends that live there. 
um, in the city that we're from. It's called Kisangani. So my mom is from Kisangani, and then my dad is from Kinshasa. Um, that's where we lived. But Kisangani is like in the middle of Congo, like like the straight up like like the forest, the jungle, like all the stuff that you hear. Like that's how you get there. So it's a whole nother place. I'm kind of I'm, I want to go back, but. Right now, maybe it's not the time, you know. We gotta, Did you have to, like, bribe a bunch of people to get on the boat? I'm not sure if you had to bribe, but you had to pay somebody for sure because they were yeah. traveling on a cargo ship. It wasn't even, like, a cargo boat, so it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't like a passenger thing or whatever. <clears throat> they were just able to, like, make their way down, like, after – because they were trying for a while to get out of there. So I think they just were finally able to find the right ship that had some space that would take some money to get them down there. Um, and so, yeah, they jumped on the ship with some – some stuff and now they're there africa's a crazy place it's different wow. yeah <laughs> it's like a little bit different it's not yeah. i'd go down with you i'd hang in the congo you, you'd hang and swing in the congo jesse yeah i don't think i look rich enough to get kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they that's let me true go. yeah that's true in the congo like a sign of wealth is being fat so yeah i just um, can't look like a journalist or be fat <laughs> what yeah. about me <laughs> They would love you down in the Congo. They would yell, Mundele. <laughs> what does that mean? It means white girl. It means like a white person, Mundele. <laughs> but if you, uh, but like, I don't know. I, what's up? In America, saying like white woman is like a negative thing right now. If they say that in, <laughs> in Congo, is that like a positive thing? It's, it's Congolese for Karen. <laughs> you're about to be congo karen baby <laughs> start the instagram page nah it's more like a it's it's not like a bad thing it's not like to like Mundele. it's like a, any white person is in Mundele. so okay. it's just like a because a lot of these places especially in the congo where they speak lingala you don't have a lot of white people so uh so yeah so are it's always what's white people, are there any white people in the congo no, not a lot. In parts there are, because the one thing about the Congo is this, right? It is like, when it comes to being a country with natural resources, the Congo is probably one of the wealthiest, if not the most wealthy country when it, in the world, in the entire world, when it comes to resources. But that's also its curse, because you have so many of these resources. What's up? Like our iPhones. You, you taught me about this. Like oh, our yeah. Our iPhones are, are probably made... From resources from yeah, there. like a lot of this stuff, coal, all the kind conflict minerals. Yeah, all this stuff. So all that stuff, those conflict minerals, they all come from the Congo, and so because of that, and not just that stuff, a lot of other things come from there too. So because of that, it's just never it, it can find no peace. Like people are always going to want a piece of that, and it's never been in a position to defend itself for itself. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. They tried to elect their own prime minister. They, people nip that in the bud real quickly. Mm. The CIA was involved and all these people were like, Oh shit. Right. Yeah. That stuff happened real quickly. Like we're here for the Congolese people. Like, uh, uh, we, nobody <laughs> for that. So, so yeah, because ever since then it's just been like a bad, just input dictator after another. That's kind of like a, just puppets pulling strings, you know? Do you think you could be prime minister of your birthplace, the Congo? The, is it the Republic of? The Democratic Republic of Congo. Republic of Congo. Formerly known as Zaire, which I think is a way cooler name, by the way. 
Like, take off the Democratic Republic, just be either Congo or be Zaire. I think Zaire sounds dope. Oh, my God. Zaire? Yeah, yeah. when did it change from Zaire? I thought it that was still the place. It used to be Congo back in, like, the 1970s and before that. Um, well, it was originally called Congo, like, way back historically. And then uh, Mo- the president, uh, Mobutu, after they uh, assassinated um, – the first elected prime minister after he was killed, they put in a guy in power named Mobutu Sisiseko. And he, that was the late seventies, early eighties. And he's the one that changed the name to Zaire. And so during that time period, it was called Zaire. And I think that was up until like the early 2000s. And then in an effort to be sound more democratic, they're like the democratic Republic of Congo. They went back after some falling out. Hmm. It was like a rebrand. Learning about like the continents and the countries. And I remember Zaire on the African map. Yeah, Zaire, that's what it used to be. I haven't heard it in years. It's a dope name, right? It sounds cool. There's like black kids being named Zaire now. Which I, think, <laughs> I think Dwayne Wade's son is named Zaire, actually. Zaire Wade, I think, is one of his sons. Would you name your child Zaire? Zaire Bosunga? No, Zaire Bosunga. The problem is the last name Bosunga doesn't have like a Zaire ring to it. You know, it needs like a... Like, my name works because it's, like, alliteration with that name. Benjamin Bosunga works. Yeah. Any of your other siblings have uh, B names? My mom's name is Beat Rice. Well, Beatrice, but I call her Beat Rice. (laughs) Beat Rice. (laughs) That's a big difference. (laughs) (laughs) Something, like, maybe with an A. Like, do any of your siblings have an A? Like, are any of your siblings named Kendra? (laughs) (laughs) Kendra. Kendra Bosunga. There's no Kendra. There's a, you could be Kendra Bosanga if you play your cards right. Oh, hell. I could be the, the princess of the Congo. <laughs> <laughs> you, it would actually cost you money. <laughs> Congo Kendra. <laughs> that's my new comedy name. After I read Me and White Supremacy, that's going to be my comedy name. And you book another all-black show. Yeah. <laughs> Congo Kendra sounds like a slur for a porn star that only does black guys, like only does interracial. Totally, it does. Fucking uh, <laughs> Congo Kendra. She's like, you know what she's up to. Yeah. Benjamin. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you gonna go with that? <laughs> no, look. I would go back to the Congo. I'm kind of scared to go back to Africa, though. Because I don't want to go back to Africa, like, broke. Like, if I went back to Congo, I'd want to come back like a conquering hero. Like, I, like I won something. Yeah. I think I, I think I got a lot of survivor's remorse. Because, like, when I was in the Congo, um, before I turned, like, one, my parents moved to the United States. And then, uh, and then like, I was, like, kind of bounced around. But that's when, like, me and my cousin, we got, like, malnutrition and stuff. And, we almost, and like, my cousin did die and I almost died. But I always feel really guilty, like... It could have just been, it was like a flip of a coin. Like, uh, yeah. and now, like if I go back to Congo and I still suck at life, like, <laughs> like the worst cousin lived. <laughs> like, they're just not. <laughs> what would they think about you being a comedian? Mm. Depends. Am I good or am I famous? That's the thing about being a comedian. It's like, if you just do it and you're not like getting any clout from it or like doing anything, then you're just like, he is bullshitting his time. So you got to be like Trevor Noah before you go back. That would be nice. That would be ideal. Uh, that would be – so let's make that happen. Blow this up. And we'll, uh, 
totally. And do like a, I don't know, like go fund me thing and tell them your poor story. Didn't you almost die of like cholera or something? Say what? Didn't you almost die from cholera? No, malnutrition. It's yeah, bad, but I, well, bad I, collard I, greens. It's called Kwashiorkor. Okay, I thought there was like some disease you got that was causing the malnutrition. No, not a particular disease. Just uh, the way we call it in Africa, I don't know if we, there's a word for it here. It's called Kwashiorkor. Sometimes if you say it in, in English, they call it Kwashiorkor. I don't know. It's like a condition that you get. But yeah, that's what I had. Um, it's like a thing that results from that. But I don't know if you guys have a name for it here. Starving? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the American way, bro. They're like, we don't have a name for that. <laughs> we don't get those malnutritious diseases. Yeah, we have fat homeless people out here. Yeah. Our, <laughs> in America, our malnutrition usually expresses itself in being overweight. Yeah. The, the, the reverse. I always say that's the secret why I can eat so much now. It's because I'm making up for the lost years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where all that ice cream, that's why I got away with eating a pint of ice cream every night for like three years straight. <laughs> Your body's just like catching up. <laughs> making up for lost time. Yeah, still. You're, are you still vegan? Is that still a thing you do? You participate in the veganism? Are you talking to me? Yeah, you're a vegan, right? No, I just I just don't eat meat. I, I like stopped eating meat when I was 11, 12. Oh. You're, I thought you were, you're, does that make you a vegetarian at least? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No vegan. I, I think no. I always confuse the two. I never, they're just the same to me. They're like totally not the same. <laughs> Even thinking about what I've had today, actually. Do you eat eggs? Like I'll eat things that have eggs in it, but I don't like eggs. Like in the, every like four or five years or something else I become crazy about. Like I'm on and off with milk. Like right now I don't, I don't use like cream or milk in my coffee. I've been going black like for over six months now. Oh, and that's Congo like, Kendra. That's the only way to drink coffee anyway. <laughs> yeah. And if, if the coffee is like upsetting my stomach, you know, like sometimes just coffee upsets your stomach. It's like too harsh. I'll put like, I recently started buying almond milk. The almond coconut blend is, is the best. Ooh, that sounds good. I love almond milk. Coconut milk is good. Coconut milk is okay. Yeah, it's okay. But the blend, like almond breeze makes a blend. It's really good. Mm. I was drinking that for a while. I had to switch to oat milk because that's what got hot. So I had to test out the oat milk. Oh, yeah. Do you like the oat milk? milk? Not particular. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Any milk that's not like I think I'm gonna go back to whole milk for a while, you know, get some real. Because you're nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but, that's what they do for little kids. Failure to thrive. You're supposed to be on whole milk. That is true. I know some people that still eat milk, drink milk consistently, which blows my mind. I think milk, dairy, kind of messes up my stomach. Are you a cheese person? Totally. Yeah, I like I like cheese. That's why I was saying there's a big difference between vegans and vegetarians because. Just thinking like my cheese consumption. <laughs> you eat cheese by like the block or like by slices or just like individual? No, no, but I eat a lot of things that have cheese. Like say I went to the grocery store and I bought two things of shredded cheese, you know, two different bags. Uh, the best cheese, Mexican blend, obviously. Yes, Shout out to <laughs> blend and pizza blend. <laughs> Shout out to John Flagg, Mexican blend. <laughs> 
Have you ever put a piece of cheese in a frying pan and browned it a little bit? And then- that was my next question, Jesse. I'm glad you asked. No, should I? We what had Monica it? Carroll on the podcast, and she said that's one of her guilty pleasures. Oh. Frying a piece of cheese. Hmm. Does it taste like a mozzarella stick or? I don't know. Did she explain the flavor profile to us? I couldn't get over that she was just frying a piece of cheese. I, mean, <laughs> I was still stuck there. I never got past that. Like, how? Butter in the pan or something? Oil? It, it might have been oil, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, butter and cheese would be good. Just go all out with the dairy. <laughs> yeah. I've making a lot of quesadillas lately. All right. That's intricate cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing during quarantine? Have you been like working? Did it affect any of that? Because you're not doing comedy. So like, what else are we doing? Hey, no. Yeah, I'm not doing comedy. I've done three online shows. How did those go? <laughs> the Zoom shows like are decent if the when the people are unmuted, that's fine. And then oh, because we've heard other people saying like they've done shows where you can hear the laughs and they kind of like. <coughs> yeah, no, I like it. It's good when they're unmuted. That's oh, funny. unmuted. I thought you said when they're on mute. Okay. Because then I did an Instagram live show and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It's just me yeah. talking. Into the- yeah, that's just yelling into the void. <laughs> Um, I started reading books on my phone. <laughs> I've been learning Spanish. Um, I've been working out in the greatest shape I've been in in years. <laughs> um, That's where I'm at. You go running? Are you a runner? I used to be, but then once I started getting like really heavily medicated, running became hard for me because of like weird side effects. I don't know. So I don't love running anymore. I like hate, I don't, I used to like it. Are you doing like jail workouts, like body weight stuff? Are you, are you doing push-ups? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Just in there pull us with one arm? Like what are we doing? Yeah, no, yeah, no, there's a great app. It's called Fit, Fit On. I've been making my boyfriend do some workouts with me. Try, we, oh, we tried a couple workout that I saw on YouTube and it was awful. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, other to work out it's like uh-uh what yeah you like pull each, pull each other oh, up yeah. each other up during pull. <laughs> like one of the things was he was supposed to um like lift my like he'd be standing and lift my legs up and he would like do i guess like bicep curls with my legs and i was supposed to like do like a push-up or maybe like shoulder taps and it was awful. I thought we were going to die. Like, we did, too. And then we were, like, never again. It was so dangerous. And he's, like, 6'2", and then, like, lifting oh, yeah. that high. Or, like, he could plank, and then you could do, like, elevated push-ups with, like, your legs on his back or something. Yeah, it's also <laughs> lame. Um, oh, there's so, the train. There's the train. Oh, snap. Right. Which one's this one? Is this a reverse? It sounds like they're, they're unhitching and reversing. What? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, our cat, our one cat, she doesn't have much of a tail. It's like, she's probably got like a fourth of her tail. Because when she was a kitten, she was found at Lechmere Station and her tail needed to be amputated because it was broken. So she like lived at a train station as a kitten. So whenever the train arrives, we always say, Riley, your ride is here. It's 
stupid. You have to be here. <laughs> I was. I just looked at my timer. We've done like exactly an hour because like we've recorded right after the last train. So I'm like, yeah, oh, this is this is running, this running right on, on time. <laughs> Does your cat have like bad balance because he has a messed up tail? Or I think like adapted. She's fine now. She's, I think she's fine. Isn't it like if you if you fuck with a cat's tail, like they lose all sense of like balance and they don't land on their feet anymore? Right. Mm-hmm. But she was pretty. She's been this way since she was like six weeks old. They amputated her tail. Oh, okay. It's all she's known. Well, while, while she was living under the the train station, who yeah. did it? Was this some homeless guys? We need to amputate quickly. <laughs> no, I think what happened is her mother was probably in that area and she brought Riley, my cat, to the tracks and left her there because she's awful. And then the MSPCA found her. No, the MSPCA amputated her tail. Hmm. But she's awful. She's an awful cat. (laughs) (laughs) She had like really bad diarrhea last week and shit everywhere. Everywhere. Pretty bad. Pretty bad week in the (laughs) Lansburg house. My roommate's dog's been shitting around the house randomly yeah that's not good the cat's fine he's got like two litter boxes so he's got plenty of space she's got plenty of space she, she just had like liquid diarrhea and oh. it, it was coming out everywhere it's all <laughs> oh not good comforter this comforter is less than two weeks old and she shit on it last week we, we saved and it don't worry. and you're using it this week we washed, I washed in the bathtub that night, brought it to the laundromat the next day, and we saved it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't trust it. I never, I couldn't do it every time I'd look at it. It was like six days old when she shit on it. I had it six days. I did a, I did a Bed Bath & Beyond curbside pickup, because they mm. kept like texting me about it. Like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I need a new comforter anyways. I just bought it like a I bought I got a set from Brooklyn and, and spent a couple hundred bucks on it. I got like a it's my first duvet cover and like last week I was getting out of bed and I kicked one of the buttons off of the bottom and it shot across my room like ricocheted. Oh, how many? What's the thread count? You gotta go high. What's the thread count? I don't know, but oh, it, do you guys know how to sew? Because I do not. <laughs> I did just buy um, a sewing kit the other day from the Family Dollar. I live behind. <laughs> Is that one of your new hobbies, quarantine hobbies? So I hate Family Dollar. Like I hate, I'm always like, I hate Family Dollar. It's awful. It's not cheap, blah, blah, blah. Like I love the Dollar Tree. That's my jam. But Family Dollar, because Family Dollar isn't a dollar store. Oh, yeah. It's things mostly cost more than a dollar. But um, I went in there probably like in April because we were desperate for games and you know nothing was really open but family dollar stayed open and um this one wasn't bad I should have known there'd be a fancier family dollar in West Roxbury (laughs) so I've gone in there like four times now Mm. oh I do know how to sew Jesse I'm pretty handy with a needle by the way I took a home ec class in middle school and got really good at sewing random things uh, do you have needle and thread? Can you sew my button on next time you come over? It's probably just a simple, like, I could probably do it and just, like, wrap yeah, it around. You gotta, no, I mean, it's probably a simple cross-stitch through the buttons. That's yeah. easy to do it. It's simple, just cross-stitch through the it's You know simple. what? I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to yeah, pick up simple. The hardest part about sewing is threading the needle. That's the hardest part. Yeah, that's true. Putting the nibble and tying the knot and then setting it up. Once you set it up, the actual sewing part is just... 
just a little quick handiwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every real man should sew, Jesse. You know, yeah. Real man don't know how to work a needle. <laughs> I, I had to buy a needle and thread set because my needle and thread set is missing the needle. And um, our, like, blanket in the living room has a hole in it. Also, I think I need to make myself a new face mask. What kind of face mask are you guys using? Tell me about your face mask. I work in a in a clean room in like a, a factory. It's an electronics factory clean room. So like we've always worn the the Uline surgical masks. So I got like fifty oh. of them in my glove box because I just like walk out of work with it every day. Oh. Yeah, I saw a chart on a site that was selling like cloth masks, and it said like. The N95 is like 99% effective. The surgical mask is like 80 to 90%. And then like the cloth, the cloth mask that a lot of people are wearing now are like 70. Yeah. But they look way cooler. (laughs) Yeah. What's more important, you know? Do you have a custom mask, Kendra? My sister's, like my sister's friend was making masks and she sent me one. But then I have like, surgical masks that i've been wearing like way too long and they smell they're they're (laughs) probably getting me sick but my um mask that my sister sent me the cloth one the like band just broke Mm -hmm. i tried to replace the stretchy band with a shoelace today and it was pretty bad Um, (laughs) i might make i was actually i was on tiktok last night looking up how to make a mask I saw someone made one out of like an old sock. That's what they kept showing, but all my socks like kind of smell. Yeah, like ankle socks. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. The ankle socks are better. Ah, I'm gonna look up. Mine are pretty thin, and they're like no shows. Yeah, what do you use, Ben? Uh, I got a mask. It's like probably a cloth mask. I don't really rock a mask a lot because I don't go anywhere where I need one. The only time I ever use it is like if I go pick up food. So like that's the only time I use a mask. I rock into it. I got a little cloth when I keep in my car, but for the most part, fuck it, mask off. You know, it's been <laughs> we. I've been I've been on that future plan for a while, but I don't really go anywhere. Like the only I leave my house, I go to like Jesse or I go on like a hike and go jogging. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't i've been to a grocery store one time since quarantine happened what yeah, you said I, you've been cooking a lot from home do you get them delivered well i just recently got this delivered but yeah i bought groceries for a bunch of groceries and i've just been cooking food from that i went i went one time yeah i spent well because it's just me right so i just live by myself by myself I mean, i'm pretty much by myself all the time and so i spent like a couple hundred bucks got a bunch of groceries and then i just used that for like cooking and stuff do you not like, eat fruit? What? Do you not eat fruit? I do eat fruit, but like not consistently. I'm not a consistent fruit eater. Man, you were malnourished as a baby. and <laughs> I eat a lot of vegetables. That counts, right? Is everything just in your freezer? Nah. Also, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie and pretend I don't eat out like a consistent amount. I do mm. that. Um, but some meals... I don't know. And then I've been I've been dating this girl, so sometimes I go eat food with her. And she's a vegan, so I've been eating a lot of vegetables there, so that counts for something, right? I feel like I'm pretty healthy. I'm feeling healthy, right? Yeah. You look better than you did as a baby, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, did you have a big tummy as a baby? Like in the commercials? 
Do I what? You know, like in the, the extended belly. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing about those years. Like they're kind of my lost years. No one, I was no one. There's not really any like picture evidence of my life in those time periods. Like it wasn't until I reunited with my brothers and sisters that like my life was like recorded again. There's just a part of me that's all oral history at this point. So, but yeah. Pictures? Not a lot of baby pictures. Um, yeah, very few baby pictures of, of young Benny Bo. There's, I think I've seen two in my life baby pictures of me. Dang. Yeah. It was very, yeah. I mean, there's pictures of me. I think my, my, recorded, my recorded history visually, like picture-wise, probably starts around the time I'm about four when we got to the United States. That's kind of where that begins. My sister has like the whole collection of our baby pictures and she just moved to Mississippi. So I can't like access any of them now. Was your family like recorded everything, took pictures of everything? Uh, I think there were like some Polaroids and stuff. There are like a few like candid pictures of like me on like the couch and things, but like not a ton. I don't know. Unless they got lost somewhere. Maybe my mom has them like hidden somewhere. I don't know. What about you kids? Were your family, did you guys, were you guys a recording family? Recording? No, we don't have videos or anything. Fantasy. There might be like one videotape of me, but I don't remember us having a camcorder. Yeah, we we have, but we have um, pictures and stuff. Like my mom would get the disposable cameras and like not a ton. Like, could you imagine being a kid now? Like every every day, there's a picture of you. Your whole life is documented. Like any yeah. kid has enough. There's enough footage of any child out there to make a documentary on any of these kids right now. I've watched documentaries about a lot of famous people and like so much of their life was like documented. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I get, I get jealous. Like, cause like if, if I like get famous and die, there's going to be like no video footage of me up until I started doing comedy. Yeah. And there's definitely those like lost years where you weren't that cute. So like your parents probably didn't care. It's yeah. just like middle school years. I barely, I have like nothing for my middle school years. Yeah. Um, right, I had so a lot of stuff on like desktop computers that are all gone now too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the, the reason why famous people have all those that documented stuff is they're probably wealthy. Think of how many famous people came from wealthy families and they're mm. doing activities and stuff where it's all documented or they could have, you know, for those camcorders <laughs> yeah or like the what is it like 35 millimeter film or something like people in like the 60s and the 70s had all those like home movies from like or like slideshows and stuff yeah, yeah you probably had to be pretty wealthy back then to have one of those we yeah. do we did have these videos but my mom can't find them i remember like when i was probably 10 um she brought us to sears and they were doing this like thing it was free it was um pretty much to register your child in this database in case your child was ever abducted so i think we got like our fingerprints done and then we were all called into a room one by one and these people asked us questions and we had to like walk to certain spots in the room so they could get like a front profile and a side profile and they just ask us questions on the video um to really you know because it makes sense when i think about it because think if a child's missing and they show you a picture on the news, like pictures, we all look different, but this was like video evidence of us like talking, you know, and I remember they just ask us stupid questions. Like, 
what's your favorite subject? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And those were the only videos we had because they give you the video to leave, like they give it to your parents, and then you have that like video evidence of your kid. In case you got kidnapped, but your parents lost that. <laughs> what would happen when you guys got kidnapped? We don't have the video. <laughs> My mom says she thinks she threw them away in like the past. <laughs> They deserved it. I didn't know that was a service offered back then. Yeah, I mean, kidnapping. I feel like the fear of kidnapping was pretty big in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, hysteria and panic about that. Yeah. Actually, I had to be, like, eight. Because I remember my little sister was four in the video. She was, like, in preschool, and I'm four years older. Mm -hmm. So this would have been in, like, 1995. Yeah, like if a guy asked uh, if you want to see puppies and stuff, you'd <laughs> run away. Yeah. Candy and drugs. Now when there's an Amber Alert, it's all like selfies of the of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing like duck lips and stuff in the pictures. <laughs> That's weird that you got a picture with duck lips and you were old enough to get Amber Alerted. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> 2020 is a crazy year. Every kid has like a smartphone now. Yeah. And a TikTok. Yeah, and TikTok. Well, and now we at least know if they're getting kidnapped, they're going to TikTok it so we'll know exactly where they're at. That's, yeah. I got a dumb getting ticket. Where do you fall in your family in your family order with the kids? On the third. It goes girl, boy, me, girl, girl, boy. Mm. Aren't you like the last or second to last? I'm second to last. Yeah, I'm number six right. out of seven. Right. Do you Six. have siblings, Jesse? Just the sister? I have an older half brother who's six years older than me, and then my sister is a year and three days younger than me. Oh wow! You almost Irish twins. Irish twins. Yeah. My niece and nephew, the two that tell me like. I have no comedy views. <laughs> they're, they're less than a year apart. They're Irish twins, but they're French, so don't call them Irish twins. <laughs> yeah, less everyone thought my sister and I were twins when we were in the stroller together because I was always like a tiny child, too. And tiny adult. Yeah. My sister was taller than me until, like, high school. Like, everyone would make fun of me. And then uh, I ended up staying back freshman year into her grade so that a lot of people thought we were like twins oh dang that happened to my two cousins they're they're, they're my cousin's kids they're like just a year apart and one had to stay back yeah the oldest of the two dang yeah, it was pretty bad freshman year though is like the best year to stay back yeah because uh, like then like the new class coming up like didn't know anything about me they just thought i was a new kid pretty much why'd you stay back uh, I was depressed and just gave up on everything. Oh, was it the yeah. school, the school choice, or like? Was I, it no, I failed every class except gym and health class. Oh, that's good. I was the health teacher. <laughs> I'm glad you cared about that. <laughs> yeah, because it was all about like weed and drinking. I was like, oh, this is easy for me to retain right now because that's all I'm interested in. Dang. Yeah. Wait, did you? kindergarten as a normal kid then me yeah yeah like uh, you know what i mean by i don't mean by like normal kid like did you have to get services no i learned english so we moved here 
Um, we moved here in January of 94, right before, like pretty much right when I turned four. And then by the time I started school, when I, I started kindergarten, I didn't do preschool, but I started, by the time I started like kindergarten, I knew English pretty well. I never had to go back or do any of that. I just learned English really fast. Because you're really smart. Nah, because me and my little sister, my little sister was born in the United States. So she always knew English. We're two years, two and a half years apart. And so when we were getting babysat all the time, it was just me and her all the time. And oh. so because it was just me and her, like she taught me English and I taught her, I taught her Lingala, but just by communicating, just hanging out with each other all the time. So I learned English in probably about a year, less than a year or so. I learned like fluent English. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to get any help for your Congo trauma or anything in school? They were- <coughs> no, they just put me in school. And I was like, no, I can do this. I'm way smarter than these kids. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of it. I learned how to read English pretty quick, too. I learned I could read, like, really fast. And so by the time I got to school, I was really good at reading. So everything just kind of – which is funny because school here in the States, if there's anything I was actually like naturally good at was school. I don't, I never had to try hard at school at all. I just always was like, yeah. And I was very slackerish at school, but I got away with it because I got fine grades. I think, Jesse, how does that make you feel that Ben did all that? <laughs> I wish I, I was not bad at school. I just like gave up after a while. So I was able to like do the work like just enough to pass. Like my last couple of years, I would get you had to have a sixty-five average, so I would get eighty-fives for the first three uh, quarters, and then I would get a zero for the fourth quarter, and it would average out to a sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just like the last like quarter of the year, I could just do nothing, <laughs> just sleep in class all day. That is the. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful yeah so i was good enough at math to figure that out i was like oh if i just get b's for most of the year i could just go to sleep and like not show up to class I feel like kendra you had like straight a's in school you had multicolored pens and a book for every class Trying no i didn't deeper. have multicolored pens i had like the bare necessities but um no i was a good student and I was really quiet, but I was also probably very behind in my first few years. Like for preschool, I went to a special ed preschool. I didn't speak at all. <laughs> Wait, you didn't, how old were you when you started speaking? Like, I guess I would speak a little bit at home, like here and there. But um, when I was five, I think I started talking more at home. See, that's, cra- that's weird because like one of my friends, his, he had a kid. And she was three years old and she never talks. She had mm-hmm. a younger brother that talked just fine. She just never talked. Like she would do everything just fine. Like she would hear yeah. and do everything about it. She just never talked. Like they're like, can she talk? Nobody knows. She wouldn't talk. Is she talking now? I haven't followed up. I haven't seen her in years. Yeah. So the school I went to, if you look it up, it's a school for um, like autism. And I don't know. I got a lot of help when I was a little kid. What did they say like you weren't talking for? Or did you just not like, did you not know how to talk or did you not want to? Or was it like a, you had to learn thing or? So it's weird because this is going to be like 1990, 1991, 92. And my mom isn't like smart enough, I think, to like communicate maybe what they told her. And I would love to see like my, I must have had an IEP or a 504 or something. I would love to see that now out of a teacher and stuff. 
but I, my mom's like, I don't know, you just like were super shy. Obviously, I've been a nutcase my whole life, or like maybe I was on the spectrum because it like if kids on the spectrum, if they get a lot of like early intervention, you can, you know, really help. Early intervention is like super important. And I got a lot of early intervention. And then I did speech all throughout school. Did any of you guys do speech? No. Like like a class or like like speech yeah, lessons? You get pulled out and you go with the speech pathologist. No, yeah. they, they, they try to shut me up. <laughs> we had different problems. They were trying to shut me up. Yeah, so I went with the speech pathologist up until like fourth grade. And I remember like the only other people who saw the speech pathologist at my school were like, the dirty weird boys and sometimes we get pulled out in a group and now when I think about it like oh we were working on social skills <laughs> but, I remember kids getting pulled out for speech and I never knew what they were doing or what they were learning yeah you, you didn't know you just knew okay that ladies at the door getting Kendra or like I remember yeah. this Eric and um yeah usually it's by myself but sometimes we did a group hmm. and I'd just be the only girl because it's mostly boys who are like Man, yeah, that's true. We're for... man. That's interesting. I always wondered why I t- talk like an idiot. <laughs> no, it's ironic that you went, but like you became a teacher for a while, right? Yeah, I taught for like three years, not consecutively, but. But you don't do that now. Like you work with like, but you still work with kids though. Kind yeah, kind of more like adults, but yeah, the kids. Yeah, I work for an agency that works with kids. And I do comedy. Look how far I've come. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even talk. Now you're talking in front of people on a stage. You're outgoing and interactive. Yeah. Man. But now for like the reopening guidelines for preschool, like they're encouraging the kids to play by themselves. I'm like, damn, that sounds like my jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of messy. No wonder all these kids are getting all these. There's like a whole generation of children that are going to be like, I don't know how to interact with other people. I just play by myself. Yeah. I, I would always act up in class so that the teacher would separate me and like put me like in the corner of the room and then I could just be by myself and like draw and like do whatever I wanted. Oh my God. You were smart badass. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, savvy, I guess. <laughs> Use the system to your advantage. You were playing the system for sure. Yeah, in second grade, our teacher had these giant shelves that he would put like big totes of like supplies and stuff. And it created like a wall in the corner of the room and he would put a desk behind that wall. So if you like acted up, he would like detain you over in that desk. So I would get in trouble so I could just be alone in that desk. And then I figured out one of the totes had like candy bars that he would give away for prizes. So then I would just like steal candy and eat it at that private desk over in the corner you're you're gaming the system you were young berlin game i just was thinking about this recently it was coming back to me i was like oh that was pretty like weird of me to do i was like anti-so i had like a small like group of friends but then i would just do like anti-social shit like that and get separated from the herd man yeah it was only for those first like couple years and high school, I got a detention a lot in high school, which is, did you guys ever get detention? Probably not. No, I got my name on the board once in third grade and I'm still traumatized. <laughs> you, you cry about it? Oh man. No, I didn't. I didn't cry. But If I got sent to the principal's office, I would cry up until like high school. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I ever got like spoken to by the teacher, like I would think about it for days. Oh man. No, Manny no, Bo I, lived in trouble. He lived in timeout. He lived in getting sent out of class to the principal's office all the time. I was in all sorts. I just school was always boring. Like what did your parents do about it? The problem was my parents they were just like Ben, stop getting in trouble because I wouldn't like be like in trouble, trouble, like in anything serious, but just like the teachers would be like, Ben's a good student. He does his work. He just, just like gets riled up and then gets everyone else riled up. And I was just always getting people riled up. So teachers always had to like move me or talk to me or make me do stuff. Mm. Kick me out of class. Challenged enough. You were too smart. Yeah, like that episode of Home Improvement with uh, JTT was acting up in class because he would finish his test very quickly. Yeah, and he skips a grade, I think. Or yeah. a couple of grades, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I used to finish my work so fast. Like, I got, I got to the point where I knew, like, every class I was trying to do, I used to have to – I was like, if I get my work done, I could just talk. So what I would do is – while the teacher was like handing out the work and everyone else was like listening or trying to like read or whatever, I would already do the work. So by the time everyone else had time to do the work, I'm already done. So I'm just hanging out either that, or I would just not do it and then copy the next day or just like do it at the last minute. But I never did anything in class and, and I never did homework at home. Not one time I'd ever, not one time except in like college, maybe like a few times. That's why I got in trouble a lot for not doing homework. I would do all the classwork and like pass everything. I just would not do the homework. What did you guys do instead? <laughs> Smoke weed and skateboard. Oh. See, we, <laughs> we like lived, there'd be like nothing else for me to do at home because we like lived, my parents' neighborhood's very different now, but it was like a dead end dirt road. We didn't have like many, especially. Is it still dirt road now? Well, huh? Is it still dirt road now? Yeah. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, Boston Spa, New York, to be exact. But I live, like, in a more, like, deserted part of town. But now it's, like, not deserted. It's so weird. My parents' neighborhood has been, like, flipped around. Like, it used to be very few year-long residents. They used to just be, like, a bunch of little, like, campers around them. Like, little houses. Kind of, like, cottage-looking things or trailers. Now all those are knocked down. And like Long Islanders have come up and they built like huge houses. It's like totally different. It's so weird. There's like a new road in my parents' neighborhood and it's not dirt. It's paved. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so weird. Gonna... like my parents like live on a dirt road pretty much like in the woods and woods <coughs> are being torn down. But um there'd just be like nothing to do, only go outside. Like we didn't have cable until I was in middle school. Hmm. So I don't know. You do your homework. How do you not do your homework? Oh. My, my like parents gave me my own TV and cable box when I was like six or seven years old. Oh my god! Yeah, like That's I had my own room. That all happened. That's yeah. wild. Your depression. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. Well, I've also left out that my dad died when I was twelve, and my mom worked full time, so like I was just left to my own devices a lot. Oh, you definitely left out the dad dying. Yeah. No, <laughs> 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 yes, it was okay for you. <laughs> my dad died right before I became a teenager. Then I just started acting out, smoking weed, and like gave up on schoolwork. 
Yeah, that's a hard time. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a real hard time to go through that for sure. No wonder yeah. you probably didn't graduate freshman year. What the fuck is the point of any of this? That's when I yeah. stayed back and then they tested me for ADD and like they should have tested me for depression looking back at it now. Yeah, but you're the same age as me, right? I just look um, older than you. <laughs> Were you class of 05 or 06? 05. So you should have been 05, right? I was 06. Right, so, but you you were on track for 05 and then you stayed back. No, I was 06. I stayed into 07. Wait, when's your birthday? December. So I'm like, like two weeks before the new year. Gotcha. Yeah. You're 87? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm 05, so it's August 87. But, um, so you're like right before the cutoff. Okay, yeah. No, well, in New York, the cutoff is December 2nd. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like my sister, her birthday is November 16th. So she's like the youngest person in her grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, but I feel like that many years ago, they weren't screening many kids for depression. No, like no one even like thought about it. Yeah. But like ADD was like, they were just doling out Ritalin and Adderall to everybody. So I'm surprised I did not get prescribed <laughs> you were the only one that was found without it <laughs> seriously i was like jealous everyone else was like selling their adderall like <laughs> trading them for better drugs hey another <laughs> tester failed back then jesse it was <laughs> maybe my high school wasn't i don't remember people like in my high school and stuff having add adhd and being on drugs and stuff mm. or you just didn't know about it yeah, but I feel like now, like, like when I taught middle school, like everyone knew who had ADHD and, you know, everyone's so open about it, but not when I was in school. It might just be like also where I'm from. I don't know. Was, was it a big school? Was there a lot of kids when you went to high school? Our, our classes kept growing, growing. So when I graduated, we were up to like 300 per class. Yeah. That's pretty That's big. pretty good size. Yeah. Yeah. Our high school is huge. Yeah, they like sent a child psychologist to shadow me for a day. <laughs> and uh, it was so weird because I was like, as soon as this woman like walked in, she like sat like a couple seats behind me. And I was like, I was the only one who was like, who are you? And she's like, I'm a child psychologist. And I was like, oh, all right, tell me this. I was like, is there such thing as ADD or are kids just lazy? She's like, oh, no, there's such thing as ADD. Do you have ADD? And I was like, no, I'm just lazy. <laughs> And then a week later, they pulled me out of class and brought me to this uh, like room near the principal's office. And I walk in, and it's that woman. And she's like, yeah, your mother's concerned that you might have ADD. And she wants you to get tested. And I broke down crying. I was like, oh, my God, my mom thinks I'm retarded. <laughs> um, wait, was this when you were in the ninth grade? The second time, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're an emotional boy. Yeah. <laughs> the second time. That's so great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I spent half the day doing all these different tests, like putting puzzles together, like general knowledge questions, like reading comprehension. And they were like, yeah, you don't have ADD. It turns out you're just lazy. <laughs> I wish I had that on a piece of paper or something. Yeah. <laughs> official diagnosis. Like, yeah, don't you wish you had the notes yeah. about your Mm-hmm your psych exam there yeah um, oh man yeah i wonder what those parents those kids would have said about me if i ever took any of those i just wondered my parents didn't believe in any of that i, yeah. didn't, see, I didn't see any of that they were just like 
stop fucking up, man. And I was like, all right, I think I can stop fucking up. I didn't stop fucking up, but. Could you be, have you been uh, writing a lot? Because I've been very lazy with that lately. How do you? <sighs> Sometimes I'll write down like a note. Yeah. Have you been trying any like old your old material on your Zoom shows? No, because they're not. Yeah. I'm like open micing stuff. I see. It's kind of weird. Have you heard anything about like a like? Do you feel like the comedy's gonna come back? Like, and you're gonna just be able to like just get back on stage and like get back into it? Because I feel like that's gonna be like a different. No, I don't even remember my jokes. Did you guys hear what happened to D.L. Hughley? Like, he was performing in Nashville, and he passed out on stage. This was on Friday. And then on Saturday, he broke the news that he has COVID. Whoa. So and that still was part of the reason why he passed out on stage. He didn't know he had COVID. So he was performing without a mask. He was at Zany, so it was, like, very intimate. Like, people are pretty close to the stage. So he didn't have his mask on, and neither did anyone in the audience. Yeah, I've heard a lot of these shows now. People will like wear the mask into the club and then take it off at their table. And then like everyone's like laughing and projecting COVID at you. Did they test that whole club for COVID? Did the club have to shut down? I don't know. I wonder how old DL Hughley is. Probably in his like 50s now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like 53 or something like that. Yeah, he's in his 50s. Yeah, so he's got COVID. He talked about it like on his Instagram or Twitter or something. Um, yeah. He's like, we thought we were, I was just exhausted and dehydrated. Turns out I was, but because I'm positive for COVID. Um, I also feel like dehydrated and exhausted is just like, even without COVID is not good for you by any means. You shouldn't right. be going on a show dehydrated and exhausted. Like that's it. Yeah. I think even that's why he thought he passed out. So that happened. Um, I don't know. Someone told me there's a certain bar show that's coming back in three weeks i'm like how there rhode island has like a couple open mics like tilson was like hey i like can get you a spot at pub on park tonight but i didn't i'm not itching to go to that open mic in general yeah and then askew is open in, in rhode island tony capo bianco is doing an open air open mic on wednesday all right are you guys going i'm interested i would is it? is it in boston it's in a back a backyard somewhere in Brighton, I think. Oh, in Brighton? I thought he lives in Brockton. The mic is in Brighton. He DM me the address. If you would like it, I can send it to you. But. Is he allowed to have more than 10 people, though? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that one of the guidelines of Massachusetts? Yeah, I think especially Boston. Brighton's Boston. It's the city of Boston. So I don't think he can have more than 10 people, unless if it increases in phase two. Mm. When does phase uh, two begin? Today. We're in phase two. We're in phase. You're in phase two. What does phase two entail? What happens phase two? Did you guys uh, read the plan? Restaurants. Yeah. Restaurants can now have limited indoor seating. Um, parlors um, can open. I was just looking at it today. Retail. Yeah, although retail was some retail was open and. Phase one. Like, I did go into Marshall's the other day, and it was frightening, and I was like, I gotta leave. <laughs> really? I've been meaning to go to Marshall's and get a new bathing suit. What was terrifying about it? Just, like, we got in line to pay, and just, like, they have the marks of where you're supposed to stand, and the people were so close to me that even if there wasn't COVID, I'd be like, can you move back? And I was like, let's leave. This line's not moving. There's barely anyone working, which is fine. The um, Target near me has been like that. Like, no one's standing on the X's and stuff. I don't give a shit. Yeah. 
I went to my parents last week and I went to Stewart's, which is like the local like gas chain slash convenience store and they have like ice cream inside whatever so just like half the people in there were wearing masks and half them weren't they don't give a fuck you could even tell like when you look at them to be like (laughs) they don't care (laughs) you can just see the don't give a fuck on their face (laughs) i went to target without a mask once like maybe like a month and a half ago. And I just felt like the biggest asshole and I've been wearing it in there ever since. Yeah. Literally everyone else was wearing a mask except me. And it's just like a don't be a dick move. Yeah. Just put the mask. Like my roommates refused to wear a mask. They went to McDonald's the other day and they re- like they refused to serve him and he had to leave the nice. restaurant. <laughs> That's awesome. Which roommate? Ellis. I, why am I not surprised that he would refuse to wear a mask? Alex like had to use the bathroom, so they stopped at McDonald's. He like walked around the barricade of trash cans into the bathroom. Oh, and, wow. and then Ellis went up to the counter to order a, a French fry, and they were like, "You gotta wear a mask." He's like, "Well, I don't have one." They're like, "Well, you can't, you can't be here." He's like, "All right," and just like walked out. <laughs> why does he refuse to wear a mask? Uh, I don't know. They're COVID deniers, I guess. It's not his real body, time. his choice. Yes. Yeah. He he also got confronted at a, a rest stop for uh, <laughs> he went to use the bathroom and a song that he likes came on the the radio in the bathroom and he was whistling along to it and some guy confronted him is like how dare you uh, be whistling in public without a mask. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do I didn't even think about whistling. I was like, oh, yeah, it's something you just can't, like, do, like, out in public anymore. You're just projecting <laughs> droplets. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Were you the one whistling? <laughs> he, like, called him out specifically for the whistling. Man, that's intense. We got called out here. We, like, went for a walk. And if we're walking, like, our streets are dead. Like, we don't wear a mask unless we go on the main street. Yeah. And we were walking. And if anyone's walks on the same side of the sidewalk you like cross the street it's just it's, like common courtesy like we all know many people don't wear their masks while like walking on the side streets i think being outside it's like not a, you're like quickly passing by somebody it's not gonna you're not gonna contract the virus that way well we just cross the street so we're like a whole yeah. street you people know? have been practicing covid around me for a while then always crossing the street when i walk by <laughs> <laughs> this covid's been around for years it's for your safety <laughs> About a month ago, we were like crossing the street and to get because this lady was coming, and then we were crossing, and she was like, "No mask," and we were like, "Huh?" She's like, "No mask," and Aaron was like, "Nope," and she's like, "Great, thanks for the virus, thanks for the virus." <laughs> I'm like, I hope you get it. Yeah, this father and his daughter drove by on her their bikes, and I heard her say, and I was like, "No mask, no mask." But like we're on the opposite side of the street. Like, we've been going on hikes and like people wear the masks like during their whole hike. Yeah. And do. I feel like that's not safe. No. Like, you're gonna pass out like people like in the hot sun like hiking up a mountain. But like we're like we're outside. There's like a breeze going. We're like quickly passing each other. No one's called us out for not wearing the mask. They're, like most of the people on the mountain aren't wearing a mask either. Yeah. I saw people going running wearing masks, and I'm like, how? 
I'm like, I'm already, I can barely run now without a mask. Y'all are going to wear a mask and go running. Like, I will pass the fuck out two steps in. It's some, like, if, endurance training. If no one's around, then take it, like, I don't know, take it off. Be ready to put it on. But there's an insect climbing up my wall. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, some people live in areas where they, like, definitely have to wear it running because there's just so many people who pass by. Yeah, I feel like you need like prolonged contact. I don't know any of the science on this, but <laughs> I have a master's in public health. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to t- I don't want to know if you want to trust Jesse on this. His roommates are mask deniers. They got <laughs> to be the Are you like one of those people that's scared of spiders? No, but there it's a certain bug that now this is like the third or fourth one I've seen. Is it a stink bug? What do they look like? They're like kind of like flat and like an oval, and they have like six legs and like antennas. It got might some stink be, on it. It might be they stink. If you kill them, I think they stink. Huh. But like they can also like swarm. I like read a, uh, like uh, like millions of them will like swarm on people's houses and like infest the house. It's nuts. Yeah, this That's I don't want. Yeah around and i can tell because my one cat's been freaking out and she's like in hunt mode we can wrap up the podcast and you can kill this bug <laughs> i like to kill bugs I'm unless you record the live version of you killing it for the only fans yeah ginger what kills a bug the only fans this is i mean i have to like take off my shirt and do it yes wow. <laughs> I haven't activated our. We have a we have a Lonely Man's podcast OnlyFans account, but I like haven't connected a credit card to it yet, so I don't think anyone can follow it. Our fourteen uh, subscribers can't subscribe to that for bonus content. Bonus content. Well, yeah. just that you know, Ben was uh, one of the hottest Boston comics. Yeah, and he could do a titty oh, dance. Bullshit list, by the way. <laughs> I'll do my real list after the show. I didn't Thank- want to comment on certain people's looks, but oh yeah. my god. Thank you, Kendra. <laughs> list, I'm like, I hope I'm the queen of the female list, okay? <laughs> if there is a female list, I hope I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who would be man. One of these days, we're gonna have to come up with the the Worcester crew is gonna have to come up with our own theme with our own list of hot comics, and it's gonna be gender neutral because we're progressive. Mm. There you nope. go. It'll be the hottest non-binary comedians of Western Mass. <laughs> Western Mass. There's only one. <laughs> Everyone in Western Mass is non-binary. Shout out to Western Mass. <laughs> but shout, yeah, out, shout out to they and them in Western Mass. You said funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Is there any Western Mass comics listening? Ha! No. <laughs> Are there any Western Mass comics? <laughs> no. Bashing <laughs> Western Mass. But then again, if you do go to Western Mass, you understand why this is necessary. Because is there? Have you done any good shows in Western Mass? I haven't done any, period. Well, no, 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 just Roar. I've done Roar. Just Roar. Was it good when you went? Was Roar good when you went? Because I feel like Roar is very hit or miss. I was supposed to do it again in April. I have so many good shows that I got because this um, one comic um, who's a booker for a big um, (laughs) comedy establishment in this area, he um, (coughs) awful 
because of that, my only response to his apology besides like, I can't stand you is, um, here are my emails. So I got some good comedy dates out of it. Um, and they're all canceled because of COVID. So like I lost, like not only did he make up an awful rumor about me to prank someone, but all the dates I got out of that. What was the prank? Could you say? Yeah. That I died in a car accident. Whoa. Who did he tell that to? Yeah. You told told Anjan you died. That's a weird prank. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So, did you and Anjan squash the beef? Was that is that is that squashed? The beef? There is no beef. I just don't like a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Did he celebrate your death? No, I got a. I got a sweet text from Anjan. Can you believe that? A sweet text from Anjan because there was someone who was more horrible than him. So anyway, um, book me in at Roar. <laughs> my, the first canceled weekend of COVID was my Roar hosting debut. For who? Giannis Papas. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's supposed to be Jade Catapretta who's like the new host of The Soup on E! And then she canceled and Giannis got put in and I was very excited. But, oh well. Yeah. yeah. I got my first host weekend at Laugh. Four days at Laugh canceled. And oh, weekend was it Langston? Yeah. That would have been a hot show. <laughs> I was so hyped. I was going to be super, I was super hyped. Langston and Boston, it was going to be dope. Yeah, you could have got some runoff. Man, I was I was hoping I was getting hyped. I was I was in the game. I was I was I was looking forward to that weekend so heavy because it had been my first time. Like, because I think Laugh is one of like the best rooms when that room is popping. I've seen it before and that room is packed. That room is great. Mm-hmm. It is hard to host though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dealing with people coming in and not seated yet, and it's very the first five minutes are like really tough. Who did you host for there? Me, uh, a few people like Ida Rodriguez, April Macy, Jared Freed, and um, Justin Hires. Hmm. April and Jared are both like Boston comics, too. Are they like from here? No, Jared is from Needham, but I don't think he like did comedy here. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so. I need those dates back. If, um... if our previous guest, our last guest is listening. <laughs> yeah, I need my uh, hosting for Joe List and Sam Morrell date back. <laughs> oh, those are good shows too. That would have been legit. Well, Sam Morrell's in July. I assume any July show is canceled. Yeah. I've heard Sam on podcast. He doesn't even know if he wants to do these like dates that he has for the summer. He's like, he keeps getting offers like during the summer and he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if I want to risk it. Yeah. yeah this is crazy. I keep thinking like, I was like, man, I can't wait to go. And then someone was like, hey, do you want to go do this? I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to know if I'm ready to just jump back into this yet. We did so much. I can't just go back to 
like being normal, like everything's just okay. Like the world changed. We just can't go back to being normal. Like that's not how this is going to work for me. Well, you know, I'm in the backyard show. I'll book you both on it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm saying now's the best time for don't tell comedy. Just don't tell anyone you're going to a show with 50 <laughs> people know. in a room. <laughs> I that joke to me too. Yeah, I wonder how that franchise will do. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for hanging out with us on a, a Monday night. It's nice yeah. to talk to you again. Always okay. a pleasure. Nice seeing my favorite Worcester, Worcester boys. Yeah, I'm um, glad you came on the pod. Plug your uh, TikTok. <laughs> Maybe I should start making TikToks. Yeah, TikTok. I think I'm Kendra Lamesburg on TikTok. You can see my one dog video. And then um, Kendra Lamesburg on Instagram. If it is, I'll put it in the description. I'll put the link in there. I'll try to find you on TikTok. Dope. Good shit, Lamesburg you the the link to it yeah hell yeah <laughs> cool all right thank you peace bye